Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The 1930s were a very difficult time to be alive. The Great Depression weighed heavily on everyone. Prohibition made it difficult to drown your sorrows. Poverty and crime were everywhere. A difficult time indeed. Our scenario is entitled Dead Border. It was written by Todd Gardner and Mike Mason with some slight alterations made by me. I'm your game master and we have run this one shot before. This is version six. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. It's the summer of 1931, June 20th to be exact. It's not too hot, but the humidity is high, which makes it oppressive. It's also the depression and it's hit the residents of Providence, Rhode Island pretty hard. You live in Ma Shank's boarding house on the edge of Federal Hill, just outside Little Italy. Ma Shanks used to be a lot more active in the business, but due to her advanced age a few years ago, she hired Mary Paulson to manage the building as the landlord. It's about 11 a.m., and a number of tenants, including you, have gathered together to speak to the landlord concerning one of the tenants, Mr. James Gardner, who lives on the third floor. Mr. Gardner has been a resident for a little over two years, and though he's not a very interactive man and he likes his privacy, you have become concerned that he hasn't been seen for a few days, nor has he answered his door. And so you have pestered the landlady to the point that she is just about ready to give in to your demands. Look, I understand your concerns, but I just can't let you invade another tenant's room. He simply may be on vacation. Miss Paulson, it's not an invasion of privacy. I've baked a nice soup for Mr. Gardner. I'm assuming he must be sick. This, surely this would help him feel better. Well, I haven't seen anybody coming or going, so I don't know. I can, I can leave it. I can leave it for him then. Something nice to return home to if he's if he's away on vacation, as you say. I don't think he's on vacation. Uh, Gardner and I had a uh, a lunch planned uh, yesterday. I'm just so concerned about his well-being. He must be sick then. Sure, we must. We, we need to go help him. Oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> All right, just let me get my keys. We're just going to take a look now. Of course. If he's, okay. if he's not there, we're going to leave well enough alone. So she Mr. gets her keys and she comes back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll follow her closely. Uh, it happens to be on the same floor as, as her apartment, so... She walks down the hall and she uh, she comes to the, the apartment and she knocks. Mr. Gardner, are you there? Uh, he's not there. M- Mr. Gardner? I tried yesterday. He didn't respond, so. Mr. Gardner, um, we're going to come in. Uh, if you're not decent, uh, put some clothes on. She pulls out her keys and she starts to open the door and uh, the door swings open the light coming from the window across the way oh dear god <gasps> oh my god oh no huh. oh goodness what we, we should call the police i put uh, my foot in the door and try to get in we uh we don't have okay. a phone tommy tommy come here tommy i want you to run down to the precinct house on 4th and 7th and uh, and get Detective Bronson, get him up here, 
Um, tell him there's been an accident. Oh, Jesus. So Tommy runs. Oh, oh my goodness. This is not good for business. This is well, not good. Not good at all. We wouldn't dream of saying anything, Ms. Paulson. Of course not. We, we are very discreet individuals. Yeah, I, I agree with Gertrude. Why don't you take a rest? This is a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. You just lay down. We'll, t- we'll handle the rest. We'll talk to the police. Oh, there's going to be paperwork and everything else. Uh, uh, I'll, be, I'll be right here in my... Uh, I mean, his room is paid for. You don't worry. I can I will help don't, you if, don't I can touch, help you with the... Don't touch of anything. Of course not. We would can... never think of it. I, I go and start... I'm, oh, I'm beelining I, in. I respect yeah. a man's privacy all the same. I'm walking straight through the door. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she yeah, goes. We're... She seems very upset. She's going to go to back to her room and wait for the police to come. Um, I'm. Just, I'm just gonna tell her I can help you with the papers if you want to. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, now, knowing the response time in this neighborhood, you've probably got between twenty and thirty minutes mm-hmm. before the police will show up. Um, so, hmm. I. I, I placed the diagram in the thing so you can see. Yeah. Uh, I'll go around the room. Gertrude, what are you going to do? Um, with an air of propriety, but totally, totally breaking that illusion. I am getting close to the body and I'm I'm looking. Oh, dear. What do you okay. think happened? You're going towards the body. Yes. Um, Tony. I'm going straight to his bookshelf saying, oh, you know, there might be some clues to his uh, this this potential murder in these okay. books. Okay. Book Do you think shelf. it was murder, Mr. Mullen? Uh, I think so. Braun, Looks like it. What are you doing? I go to the wardrobe and check for valuables. Wardrobe. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kyle, what are you going to do? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take a look at well, his body first, and then you're going towards his body. It. Okay. What's around it? Because, yeah, what's what's going okay. on basically? And Leo, what are you going to do? Uh, Tony has a has a decent idea. I'd like to have a look at his bookshelf as well. You're going to the bookshelf as well. Yes. Okay. So Gertrude, you and um, and Kyle, uh, you go uh, rushing towards the body. Uh, the body is laying on his side on a blue tarp that has been laid down on top of what looks like a very expensive uh, oriental rug. Um, it looks like he's been cut. Um, uh, his throat has been cut, but uh, do a spot hidden. You can both do it, Kyle and uh, Oh, that's an 06. And that's a, that's an extreme success. Yeah. That's a nine, so that's an also extreme. Really good. So you start you notice uh, I mean you notice of course his throat's been cut, but if you look closer, you suddenly realize that it's much worse than that. It looks like he has a slice, a cut 
that starts on the top of his head and it cuts around in a spiral across his forehead, the back of his head, and then finally his throat. And there's, of course, blood all over the floor. The blood looks like it's mostly dried, though where it's really pulled, it's still a little sticky. Um, there's also, right above his head, uh, there is a piece of paper uh, with some sort of writing on it and uh, two little black candles that seem to have burned down to the bottom and um, a, a, a kind of a copper-looking dish with something in it that looks like ashes. Um, from the smell, it smells kind of like you remember church smelling, like incense was being burned or something like that. Um, Tony, uh, you and, uh, you and Leo go over to the bookcase. It is, uh, a rather beautiful, elaborately carved bookcase, uh, kind of in the Baroque style, except that it's in wood. There's little angels on the sides that have been carved into it. And there are quite a few books um, there, uh, it looks like most of them are, uh, accounting and, uh, see, uh, uh, there's some accounting books. Uh, there's some odd looking, uh, look like almost like library books, uh, that have been placed there, uh, uh, there is a primer uh, for uh, Greek and Latin. And um, there is an odd little statue uh, at the far end, uh, kind of being used as a uh, bookend to hold the books up. It's a weird thing. It's kind of greenish stone, uh, like malachite. Um, but the figurine is weird, uh, almost octopus-like, uh, very strange. And then uh, uh, Braun, you're heading towards the wardrobe. Uh, so uh, are you opening the wardrobe? Okay. Uh, when you get to the wardrobe, it has a number of suits that are in there uh they are uh they're nice suits uh and and a lot of pairs of shoes on the bottom shelf uh do a spot hidden for me you're muted hard success 29 Okay. Um, you notice two things. You notice um, you notice that there is uh, oddly a sock uh, that is jammed into one of the shoes, but it's partly sticking out one of the shoes. And you also notice a box in the back of the wardrobe. It looks like a little metal lock box. Uh, 
maybe about a foot by half a foot by about another half a foot um, sitting back there. Right. Um, Gertrude and uh, Gertrude and uh, Kyle, um, what do you want to do? Kyle, Kyle, are you a medical student? I don't remember. Uh, Can you tell me anything? No. Uh, I'm more of a clerk. Uh, oh, I see. Oriented well, student, but the the scene. It, it, to be very honest, it doesn't seem like something someone would do it without his consent for whatever potential reason, or maybe it, he was drugged or something. Do you think it could be the mafia? I heard there were some new young hood hoodlums in this neighborhood. I know our um, Braun over there is, is getting wrapped up in the, the wrong crowd. I thought I'd heard rumors, of course. Who knows if it's true? There is some clear religious signs over the, I'm showing the the place where there were the two candles, the ash, the, the paper. Mm. There's really religious stuff going on, maybe a sect, I don't know. I didn't know him well enough to, to know if he wasn't a sect or anything of that nature. But look, look, go look at that note, see if it says, maybe he, maybe he left a note behind or something. Oh dear, this is such a beautiful rug. I would really hate if all of this mess just ruined it. Yeah, this is why the tarp feels like it's the uh, it has been made up in in such a way that i mean th there is no sign of resistance mm. on the rug so very strange very strange it does also seem that he was very careful not to get any blood on the rug that's good of him um you're going to look at the paper yes yeah, i'm going to yeah. paper looks like this Oh, what is that? What is that strange language? You know, I heard Mr. Gardner, I, I think maybe reciting some poetry, but I couldn't decipher what the language was. It definitely wasn't English. Braun, you uh, boy, is do you know this language? What, I, what language? I, I'm yeah. busy. <laughs> Disrespectful youth. I, I, excuse me, Gertrude. I, are you, have you found something that's in a, another language? I, I, yes, I did. I, 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 I deal with like a lot of books from around the world in my store. I, perhaps I could take a look at it and uh, uh, see what it might say. It I'll looks like Greek. Around. Greek. Like Greek. Interesting. Do any of you have Greek? I certainly do have Greek. Um, I do. I do too. Uh, it is ancient Greek, not modern Greek. Do you want to do a Greek roll? I will do a Greek roll. <laughs> that is very much not a success. How about you, Kyle? No? Okay. Do you guys want to spend any luck? <laughs> so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down at the desk with this piece luck. of paper. And I'm going to really pour over the details and sort of get entranced with this amount of Greek. There is a Greek lexicon. There is in the in the bookcase right there. 
but I could also push the roll, and I think it would be funny if I failed. <laughs> yeah, what would the consequence be? <laughs> consequence would be is that you just you you pull your hair out trying to figure out what it says. And... Yeah, I, perhaps with the aid of the lexicon, I will uh, have another look at the the All Greek right. see if any of it makes sense. You, uh, so you're going to move over to the desk with that. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the the Greek book over to the desk along with the note and pour over it. And... You uh, notice also on the desk there is a uh, uh, a fedora hat, which is probably his that's sitting there, and there are some uh, unopened letters uh, that are sitting there. And I am going to send you a private message. Uh, 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 you also now start to notice that Braun is um, pulling something out of the bottom of the of the wardrobe. It looks like a metal box. Well, what what is what is that then, Braun? No, we don't know. We need to open. No, no, be careful with that. That's probably why the mob killed this guy. You think it was ah. the oh, oh yeah, the, the families did this. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, look at how he died. They obviously how, came in. How did and they did that get in, him. though? The, the door was locked. How did they get in? Maybe they shot him. I'm going to check the windows. Any Windows are closed, locked. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any. Well, you'll have to examine the body. You'll have to move the body and look at it in order to mm. uh, <gasps> see if he's been shot. Do you think Miss and- Paulson may have let them in and she's just acting innocent? possible i heard a rumor that her husband was involved in some strange happenings a few years back you didn't hear from me of course i don't know about that miss what's in that box i i I know but i'm curious ron do a sleight of hand by the way i'm trying to think of um the box any religion that uses spiral as a main symbol Mm. basically you don't know. I mean, the language is Greek. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, extreme success. Okay, yeah. Um, so he's pulled the box out. Uh, but it is locked. I'm going to go wander and kind of flip through his mail. Okay. Box is locked. Maybe you find keys somewhere. In the drawer. I point uh, towards the desk. Uh, Gertrude, I would like you to do a spot hidden. Oh, no. That's a 90. Okay. No. Okay. Um, you're moving back over towards the desk, and uh, Leo is sitting there. Uh, you've seen you've seen him sort of pick up the envelopes and then toss them back on the table, um, and now he's trying to dice, decipher the Greek. Excuse me, Mister Clark, if I could just reach over you real quick. Um, uh, the envelopes seem to be uh, some of them just seem to be. Uh, 
the kind of snail mail you might get in the mail. One of them seems to be from the Bank of Scotland. Hmm. Bank of Scotland. Was Mr. Gardner, well, we would know. What, did he have Scottish. a Scottish accent? He was Scotch? Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anything else of note? Yeah. Does it say how much is on the bank account? I would. I was. I was not going to open his personal bank. Why not? He is dead. He cannot read. That's true. Is it not a federal offense to open someone else's mail? <laughs> what is this fence? It's also a federal offense to go into somebody's apartment and start reveling. <laughs> you got me there. You it's got the, me there. Oh, gently, okay. gently open it. <laughs> All right. We can just we can just seal it back up. Um, Tony, um, what what are you going to do next? You know, what you've seen on the bookcases is um, uh, other than mostly. Uh, Things like uh, accounting, uh, uh, how to, you know, basics of of banking and stuff like that. Uh, uh, there are a couple of odd books. One is Myths and Legends of Ancient Greece and Rome. And uh, the, the another one is The Interpretation of Dreams by Sigmund Freud. So, so far, I've just been carelessly tossing books onto the bed behind me that don't apply for what I'm looking for. Okay. So um, but when you, I get to the uh, book, if, if the open side of the bookcase is facing Mr. Gardner, the, yeah, the bed is over the, the bed would be on the other side of the bookcase. Oh, okay. You'd be, tossing, you'd be having to toss them <laughs> forward over them. All right. Then I'm just shoving them into a pile. Like, okay. I, I don't care. Uh, but once I get to this, this uh, myths book, are, are any pages dog-eared or are there any uh, bookmarks? No, it looks like a fairly uh, well-kept book, a new book. Um, you don't see anything in particular. All right, it's going on to the pile then. And uh, if I don't find what I'm looking for, I'm going to move on to the desk, barging my way uh, next to Leo. <laughs> oh, Leo and, uh, and yep, Gertrude. and Gertrude. The desk. Uh, excuse me. Um, we got to find clues. Mr. Willing, you seem particularly predisposed with this idea of clues. Are you somehow trying to cover things up? I'm so confused. Are you accusing me of I'm crime? accusing you of nothing, sir. However, your insistence to constantly go into the same spaces as me is uh, offending one's sensibilities. Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> I am trying to look out for my good friend here. I gesture towards his body. And try to uh, find out anything about his murder. And I am a scholar currently translating the Greek letter that was found next to his dead body. So if you don't mind, piss off. Fair enough. I'm going to go you, search his desk. How did you know Mr. Gardner, Mr. Malone? Oh, well, we, we, uh, we usually go to uh, lunch and we talk about the finer aspects of life. Business? Of course. Prostitutes. Mm. <laughs> Watch your mouth, young man. Do you use these days? I don't. I don't know what's gotten into them. I know. It must be this. Uh, this music. This modern music. Hey, you, bookworm, kill, kill. Come, come over here. Come. We need to check bed and nightstand for 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 key. 
he's are you, are you talking to me? I'm reading. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm gonna search in the books for something that would get me close to any religion that he might be getting into. Okay. Um, you don't see anything there on religion. Anything from the Bank of Scotland? I opened uh, it up. Yeah. Um, so you open up the Bank of Scotland one, and uh, it basically, it is a letter from his lawyer uh, that his, um, that his family uh, estate has been sold and that his current money uh, that he is financially broke, that he's very quickly running out of money, and he only has about six months left before he's uh, devastated. Um, mm. The letter was unopened. It well, seems may- it, it gives you the impression that he tends to spend his money a little too recklessly on. Mm. Um, although he never came across as an extravagant sort of man, you know. And there is this beautiful rug. It must have cost a small fortune. It appears that Mr. Gardner was flat broke. You didn't hear that from me, of course. Yeah, that, that rug could fetch that, quite a price. What a pity. That seems to me like the hypothesis, hypo, my hypothesis of a sect might be potentially correct surely he owed somebody money right i mean who i i don't know he made good on his accounts with me i have no reason to believe he would be so wasteful with his money like that interesting so leo it's oh go ahead you he bought things from you mr yes so i i I have a uh small shop of rare and interesting uh books and you know from time to time he would come in and uh we would have wonderful discussions about dreams the natures of them very interesting guy um but yes i about a year ago or so he he wanted to buy uh some books from a uh from an estate sale i don't know what it was but i put him in contact with the estate agent and Yeah, I'm sure he may have kept the receipt here somewhere if he was so hell-bent on buying these books, but Mm. if you're going nearly destitute, I don't understand. Mm. Strange, very strange. He he seemed like a strange man. As I said, the last few nights I've, I've heard him very late at night, which to be honest is rude and I believe violates the terms of our rent, it's but um, I, I heard him singing. Maybe I I don't know what this. It must it must have been in Greek. You said he has this note in in Greek, but hmm. very strange. Yes, um, the this handbook in Greek is actually from my store. Um, uh, he he would borrow a book for, or two from me from time to time. Um, yes, he he came in asking after a book for translating Greek. I, I assume perhaps there's a book in Greek somewhere here that I. Uh, he was particularly interested in, though I've not personally seen it. Tony's been like a hurricane through the bookshelves and not picked anything out, or at least he's not told us. Do you remember how much time before was it? 
Uh, so we, we, our last business dealing was well over a year ago now, but uh, yes. maybe in the last month or so, um, I've yeah, I, I learned in the the Greek book. I, I think I, that copy of Sigmund Freud is mine as well. Mm. Um, like I said, he was interested in dreams. Interesting guy. Mm. Do you think he was singing what was on the uh, note you're translating? What does that sound like phonetically? Leo, you're getting closer to to finishing the translation. Um, as they're as they're talking to you, you're putting the last touches on. It. So you finally have it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not good enough to translate it. Ah. Um, it says roughly, I, I call upon the one who is Yog Sothoth to hear my prayer. He is the gate and the key and the guardian of forever. This vessel has been prepared for you. Empty the man and fill this body. Tran transport my consciousness prepare the way to dreams ya ya yogsothoth open the gate strange guy who was yogsothoth hell if i know never hmm. heard of it despite my studies were being in religion so well, Maybe, Ron, uh... Ron, you walked over to the, the, the bed and night table. All right. The bed, you notice, has not been used for a few days. It looks like there's a bit of an indentation, like maybe he laid down to rest, but he didn't unmake the bed and get into it. Um, resting on the night table is a book... Uh, that is written it, it's written on the cover it says the dreamer's dictionary uh and there is a there is a drawer in uh in the nightstand i i try to open the drawer you open it up and inside uh there is another small book uh it doesn't have any title on the front of it, it looks like maybe it's a journal um mm -hmm. And there are two vials. Um, one of them looks like it contains a white powder, and the other one seems to contain a kind of a yellowish liquid. Maybe some drugs. I will stash the vials and uh, try to... Uh, I check the books if they are hollow, so that they, if they contain a key or something. No, the, the Dreamer's Dictionary seems to be a rather old book. Um, uh, but uh, not particularly interesting. It's all text. Um, the, Mr. Clark, uh, I found a smelly book. Maybe you, it's one of yours. A smelly book. Uh, allow me to. Ah, yes. You, do. Um, you sell smelly this, books. This, this, I, I sell antiques on uh, books of great value. This yeah, like old people, they smell. Is one such book. Um, I will be taking this. Um, uh, Tony, you can look at the desk if you are so inclined. Um, Absolutely. Yes. This is uh, this. This book is uh, 
certainly one of mine. I actually have been meaning to collect this from uh, uh, you find you find lots of things that are yours in here, right? <laughs> I know the feeling. So uh, there is also a journal. Ah, and a journal, I, wonderful. Yes, I, I put it on, on top of the bookshelf. I can look at it while uh, while Leo looks at uh, at the book, just so okay. that we can. Uh... Well, Leo knows the book pretty well. It's actually from yeah. his shop. Uh, Gardner borrowed it. And uh, it's quite valuable, in fact. Yeah. Um, on on this note, am I able to quickly abscond from the apartment to put this into my own apartment so it's safe? Sure. Excellent. I will do that. I forget which floor you're on. Uh, I'm on. I can look this up momentarily. <laughs> I live on the... You're on two. Okay. I'm on floor two. There we go. So uh, you quickly head down there. You go down the stairs. Uh, uh, and you put the book there. And then uh, while you're there, did you want to do anything? Yes. While I'm there, I'd like to read the letter that I have in my pocket. Letter that you have in your pocket. All right. Yeah, uh, read the journal. Let me give you what is in the book. You guys can role play <laughs> while I tell them. <laughs> okay. Bron, did you have any luck getting that box open? I can use force, but I did well, not want to damage it. It's a good box. And we, we all have looked for a key, yes, and were unsuccessful in finding it. I feel like... Uh, if we check the cupboards uh, uh, near the table, Dining table. Oh, there's there's got to be clues I'll somewhere. I gotta, I'll, yeah. I'll look. And I'm some currently money, just dragging his desk out from the wall to look behind it. I closed the door just to be safe. But with Mrs. Schmidt in here, nobody will notice. Did, uh, did, 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 do any of you know, did Mr. Gardner have any family? No. I don't think I ever saw anyone visit him here. I wonder who's going to take this beautiful rug. You probably. Oh, I, have I, just, I, I have never seen it in this room. <laughs> I wonder if he has some kind of will. Maybe the bookworm can find it in the journal. Um, so you're going to go over to the cupboards on the side of yes, the room? Yes, looking for a key. All right. Uh, do, a, do a luck roll. Okay. I have very little luck. Oh, no. I have very little luck. No. Okay. So you open up one cupboard, and uh, it's dried food stuffs, you know, stuff that he would keep there for, for himself. Uh, you go to the second one, and... There are some cleaning supplies. You go to the third one, and as you open it up, there is a a scraping sort of noise, like like glass against wood, and you realize that there is a very imbalanced, large 
mason jar just inside that, that as you open up the door, it comes sliding out and crashes to the ground and pennies go everywhere. What a shame. A thousand pennies. This would have been better stayed intact. Uh, some rolled into the blood. Uh, oh, dear. Care it yourself? I, I, no, I think I'm all right. I'm Just still manhandling the desk down. away from the wall. Nothing else in the cabinets? Um, no. Other than that, there's a few other little right. things, but nothing, nothing like a key. I can get Petras to pick up the pennies, no problem. Um, do an idea roll for me, though. Nope. Nope. Fumble, fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fumble. Just a... Well, then I won't tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, was everyone supposed to? Make one yeah, not necessarily, okay. but go oh, okay. ahead. Go ahead. You can do it. I made it. I rolled a 62 oh, out of 80. Oh, Kyle. Um, I'm sorry. Did you say you, you made it? Well, it, it does seem to be the obvious place that somebody would keep their keys. Oh, in their pocket. Of course. That's stupid. I'm going okay. for it. <laughs> no shame. Oh. Then, okay, Tony. Then I check the desk that he moved. <laughs> if there's anything interesting. Yeah, no, there's not. But Tony, do a spot hidden. Yeah, of course. Uh, Sixty-four fail. Okay. Spend any luck? No. Mm, no. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then you start like riffling through his uh, pocket. Uh, there's nothing in the pocket that's upward. Do you want to roll him over and... Uh, uh, give me a hand with this, Kyle. We got to search for clues. Oh, yeah, of course. I'll get his top. You get his uh, you know, lower half. All right. As you roll him over, you notice that just underneath his shoulder... Um, there seems to be a an odd knife. Uh, it looks like it's got a um, kind of a wooden handle, but the blade is black, like it's made from stone. Um, it's obviously, I mean, maybe not obviously, but it's probably the knife that did the uh, the cutting. Yeah, and, and typically those stone knives uh, were generally unless pretty sharp times. This must be the murder weapon. A ritual weapon. Kyle, do a spot hit me for me since you helped. Ritual weapon here. 52. I'm going to spend two luck. Okay. Make it a simple you, pass. When you moved James Gardner, you rolled him over. Um, 
you've noticed something. His clothes kind of shift, you know, as he's he's dressed very much the way he always is, is, uh, you know, in a suit, uh, which was fairly common for anybody in the 1930s. Um, you notice, though, like on the the up, up near the back of his wrist, there seems to be a mark on his skin. And when you look, there's the same on the others. You also notice a little bit where his shirt has pulled. There's something on his skin, like some sort of red marks. Yeah, so does are those marks telling me anything? Maybe... We're going to look closer at them? Well, yeah. You could roll up a sleeve or... Uh... Yeah. Um... Uh, maybe not necessarily touching them with my living fingerprints, but maybe taking some, maybe piece of book and just look at what there is behind it. It seems uh, upon... I mean, you're only examining a little bit of him. But okay. it looks like he has scarification all over his oh. body. Um, some of it looks very fresh, and all of it are little spirals cut into his skin. Um, probably with that same knife. But you That's... imagine, unless you want to open up more of his clothing, that he might have those all over himself. Uh, if he has those that tiny there, I can only imagine what there is beneath it. I'm going to take the risk and look at it. Okay. If you unbutton his shirt a little bit more and open it up, you can see that he has these marks all over him. They seem to be in almost a symmetrical pattern on his body. Some of them look old. They've healed, but they've left spiral uh, scars. And some of them look far fresher, like within the last couple of days, probably yeah, just before he... Uh, that's pretty much an obsession here. Of course, this also is a spiral. Yeah, it's pretty much mathematical at this point. Yeah, that's an obsession. You can do a sanity roll. It's pretty gruesome. Did you find the key? Um, Not really. <laughs> actually, Tony, you do find a set of keys in one of his pockets, the one that was underneath him. Um, you didn't pass? Um, do an intelligence roll. And of course, it succeeds. Okay, so roll a one d. Uh, I mean, uh, roll um, just one d four. That's, that's all it would cost. Okay, one. Okay, your emotion. You know, James has done this to himself. You think he's part of some weird, weird cult, weird. That got him involved into some sort of um, sex or something like this. I'm thinking about this. 
Okay. Uh, but, but Tony, you do find the keys. Yeah. There's uh, a key Brock. to his apartment. There's a key, you know. Uh, mind handing that box over? I hold. I keep the box uh, in my hand and I hold it over to him. And I will hold the box and I will pull away. Are you still mm. holding on to it? Yeah. I'm still holding on to it. You want to do okay. a strength roll? <laughs> yes. Do an opposing strength roll. Okay. I have a 16. A 16. Okay. Very nice. I got a 15 out of uh, 50, which is a hard. I could spend four luck to make it an extreme. We'll just, we'll just say that you both have a hard. You guys are fighting <laughs> over the box, and the rest of you are watching him fight over the box. My goodness. Just keep Mr. the key. Malone. We're He's looking for clues. He's a child. You're right, and children should listen to their elders. Hand over the box, ridiculous. bro. This is uh, an interesting scene to observe, what, what, I must what say. Even, Do the two of you from... want to hold it while I open it? Would that make the both of you feel better? Oh, sure, sure. Here's the key. Goodness. Yeah, I'm still holding on. You don't need to yeah, go through those put it on the to open a box. Kyle, I, I don't want to hear it. We're finding clues here. Truly ridiculous. Okay, so I'm opening yes. it up. Yes, keep undressing the men, Kyle. Okay, so Gertrude's going to unlock it. Um, all right, Gertrude. Um, the first, well, there's a number of things in there, and you see them pretty much all at the same time. There they are. You'll notice that he's got grooming items, shoe shine stuff. Uh, he's got a sewing kit in there. Uh, he has an envelope with a big bulge in the middle of it. Um, uh, and he has $128 uh, in the, actually, it's in the envelope. So you see that okay. in there. Um, $128 is a lot of a money. Lot of money. <laughs> I'm going to snatch the envelope. I, excuse me. I have a lot here. I'm going to pull out uh, a sock, and I'm holding it like a gun. Yeah, we pulled... we share the money now. What okay. money? Um, I'm choosing to wash my hands of this. I, 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 I'm very sad at my dear friend's demise. I, you... I choose not to fight like this. This is animalistic. Bron, Bron has pulled a sock out of his pocket. That's obviously just a sock over something. <laughs> and the, as the sock falls off, you see that Braun has a 38 revolver. Okay, uh, the money's yours. <laughs> good, good that we agree. Does your mother I, know about that? My mother died on the ship. Uh, now, I, now, Gertrude, let's not say anything that might uh, anger our friend here. I put the gun away. Take the money. Headlums. Headlums, all of them. <laughs> well, I look much calmer now. You know, you can have the box. No, no, no. You check. No, it's got it's things. got nothing I want in it. No I clues. You want any clues, Tony? Oh, I don't see any clues. Is there okay. anything in Do the envelope aside from the cash? I guess no. I'll be asking Bron. Bron, is there anything aside from the cash in there? Shoe shine, needle things. I flick around in it. And I put away the gun, of course. Nothing scarier than a teenager with a gun. I think the rest of you could do uh, 
sanity rolls for when he pulled out the gun. That is a fail. fail. <laughs> I failed. failed. Okay. Barely uh, pass. Just, just take one point of sanity. It's not like you haven't seen guns before. Uh, Tony, would you step out into the hallway with me momentarily? Yeah, of course. Sure. Um, so, I, Tony and I in the hallway, I'm going to put my arm around him uh, and pull out the envelope, which is addressed to our dear friend uh, from Tony, uh, in which uh, Mr. Malone is asking him to cook some books Uh to avoid getting whacked by the mob. Now, Tony, um, while I was uh, poking around the desk, I found I found this. It seems to be from from you. Um, now, I'm not going to say that I am a crooked businessman by any means. However, it seems that you're in need of a new bean counter. Yes, yes. Uh, from one businessman to another. Now, now we're pals, right? We're I'm pals. Sure we are. Now. Listen, listen. <clears throat> I've I've got a kid on the way. <laughs> All right. Just think about what we're gonna do, Mr. Malone. I I simply am suggesting that we enter a business arrangement together. Yeah, I I'm uh, down my luck somewhat uh, with this uh, awful economic situation. However. I will have a small windfall coming through in the next few days now that I have my uh, books back. Um, Mr. Moyen, I suggest that perhaps we maybe disappear down to the restaurant, go get lunch, let them handle it with the dead body. We were never here. You know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the only two people that know about things going wrong is you and I. And we're both about to walk away with a significant payday. Look, how, how quickly can you cook these books for me? Because if Double Barrel Angelo comes around looking for me, I'm toast. Depends how badly you've been trying to screw them up. Listen, I can offer you services that I'm the absolute best at. You need an item, I can get it to you. All right. And does this sound like a proper arrangement we can live with Mr. I, I, th- uh, I think we can we can certainly have a, a wonderful arrangement together um perhaps you want to find these books that need so badly to be cooked and I will go make appearances inside the room uh once you're back we can abscond down the uh down the stairs and grab lunch together yeah yeah you know that sounds good I'm gonna wonderful handshake firm handshake firm handshake all right, uh, so I'll walk back, back into the room. I'm looking at the bookcase. You notice uh, Gertrude's overlooking, taking a closer look at the bookcase. I think there's a latch here. My late husband William, he was uh, he was a carpenter. I learned a little bit of the trick of the trade here. I think there might be a like a compartment. Yeah, hmm. you uh, you notice a little like flower ornament next to one of the little angels um it has a you know a black gap around it and when you push on it uh there's a clicking noise and the bottom of the bookcase uh that looks like it's just raising it up off the floor suddenly pops open it's a uh, it is a uh, hidden compartment 
I'm yeah, I'm gonna be looking in there, seeing what I can see. I okay. suppose it's not really something that that doesn't strike us since we're in the same room. Well, it makes can... a it makes an audible loud click as it opens uh, yeah, up and slides so. open. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look around to see if, if at first in in this place if there is anything connected to spirals in general because seems a bit weird. There are a number of things in the hidden compartment. There is, um, there is uh, something looks like it's book shaped, uh, but it's wrapped in uh, what looks like red silk cloth uh, with little symbols written all over the cloth. Next to it are two accounting ledgers. Um, which look very modern. And there is also another obsidian knife uh, sitting in the, the drawer in a little case uh, that obviously held two knives. Mm. But there's just one, one of them missing. Right. Um, very, so, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Clark, do you recognize the symbols on this cloth? It's book shaped, but there's not a book under it or bound in it correct correct yeah no there's there's if you touch it and pick it up there's definitely a book wrapped up oh, outside okay. of it hmm interesting i, I i've not i don't really know seen this book maybe before. another one of your books i potentially potentially this is what he was after at the estate sale um i would like to unwrap the book okay i'll look at the ledgers while he's doing that okay you know, the ledgers um when you look at the ledgers do you have an accounting poll? I do. What? Doing your accounting poll. Um, I will spend the luck on that. Make okay. it a regular success. Okay. Um, these are two ledgers. Uh, upon glancing at them, you can see that one of them uh, is showing uh, probably the accurate figures uh, for... Um, a business. Uh, the other one shows the same figures, but they've been doctored uh, to hide the fact that there is uh, mm -hmm. money has been embezzled off the top. And it's Tony Malone's business, which seems to be supplying grain to uh, various restaurants around town uh, oh. that are actually using the grain to... Uh, make illegal um, alcohol. Yes, of course, of course. So Gertrude looks over at you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, careful with those books. Uh, there, there might be clues. Uh, actually, let, let me let me see them. I'm going to count myself. The, let's not get hasty, Mr. Malone. You know, I do a little bit of accounting on the side. Are you an accountant? Yes, I'm a business owner. It's very interesting information here about you. Uh, Gertrude, uh, well, I can make it worth your while. If can, can we talk out in the hallway, please? Uh, like adults, of course. Yes. Uh, Leo, you look at the book, the old book. Um, I'll let the. Uh, let's go ahead and do the hallway first. Um, guys, go out. They, the but they go out. They can see that broadness also. <laughs> going but he's not listening to them. yeah no no he's he's going to his apartment ah, ah, okay. 
now, now, Gertrude, how, how many years have we known each other? Not that long, Mr. Malone. All right, but but I can see a very nice friendship for there a very, very long while if mm. I get those books. Is that so? Well, you know, I am a widow and I live on a very small pension left from my husband. I Maybe a, a small monthly stipend that could help, um, you know, just help your local community out. A poor widow just whiling away her days in her squalor apartment. Sure. Sure, Mrs. Schmidt. Maybe just um, an extra $3 a month. That would be very helpful. Okay. We can make that work. Uh, it'll be a contribution. I can write it off on taxes. This is okay. great. This will be great. We're going to have a great relationship moving forward. But I just need those ledgers, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm going to hurry away back to the first floor and put them in my apartment. Okay. Um, have to do a little bit of uh, this is all going on at the same time. Uh, Kyle, uh, you realize that Ron has grabbed the journal and started to walk out of the apartment, uh, kind of hiding it under his shirt or his whatever. He's got a jacket, whatever. I'm just, I'm just going to call out for him and just tell him, if you want to read it, we can read it together if you want to. Oh, I don't uh, mind. No, I don't want to read with you. Here, you can have it. I just need the money. Okay, so he's going to give it back to Kyle? Yeah. Okay. Um, so next is Leo. Leo, you open up the thing. Uh, it's really old book. Um, you look at the inside of it and you realize that it's uh, 1658 is when it was published, but it's not the original. Well, here, I'll give you the information. I don't have you reading it, but I, I'll give you the information that you get from the book. Okay. So this is something called The Book of Dreams, uh, originally written by a Greek monk in the 9th century AD on the island of Sukhothos in the Mediterranean Sea. Um, this is a, a reproduction, sadly, um, dated 1658 AD. Uh, details are confusing. Um, uh, rambling descriptions of dreams, but there are consistent elements to them. Uh, this monk claims to be able to cross over from our world to the Onirokora, or the dream country. Hmm. Uh, he claims that while he was in the dream country, he read a dream book. Um, he's attempted to copy it in, but the language is gibberish. Um, apparently he can read it, though. Um, interestingly enough, there is this page that was bookmarked. It's about how to enter the dreamlands. Um, there's a diagram, there's some text. Uh, the text is remarkably similar to the piece of paper. In fact, I think it's exact. 
Um, diagram looks very similar. And there's a diagram of a man with spirals on their body, which, my God, it's the same. He, the, the fool has copied a, an insane monk's ramblings. What? To what purpose, Mr. This is, Clark? This is nonsensical. In an attempt to enter some sort of dream world and cross over to his best mate, Azathoth, he's decided to completely uh, 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 eviscerate himself. And uh, this is. You know what that sounds Plain like? ridiculous. Someone else's problem. This does sound like someone else's problem. I, I'm hungry for lunch. Gone mad. Kyle's, Kyle's got the journal and he starts to read it out loud. And it will take something like 10 minutes from what I see. Well, in the beginning, uh, James recorded an entry about three times a week for many, many months. He made each entry like, like, yeah, it's, it looked like it was right after having a vivid dream. It, it begins referring to its own reality as dreamlands. So, yeah, there seems to be something like a sect here. Predates, but he describes the experience as was marvelous and bizarre. So some reason real. The dream suddenly stopped about three months ago. His entries during his period, his period with express great frustrations about seemingly not being able to read, to dream. Uh, Ten days ago, he also wrote, at, my, at last my prayers have been heard. I found myself in the palace of blue crystal upon a raised platform, a throne, and on the throne, a being that shimmered with strange light. He told me things, Merville's things. He then described nightly dreams wherein he sees the same entity, each time a different setting, always same, same person, being. It seems to be whispering secrets in his ears. The entity promises to show him a path that will lead to the dreamlands, but he must perform certain rituals. Yeah, so it's clarification. Gardner makes a statement, now that little monk makes more sense and the meaning becomes clear. To live the body must objectively ignore the body. Pain is a distraction. You lose one sanity point and uh... You gain two percent on your cult roll. Clearly, Mr. Gardner was crazy. He was crazy. Really, um, I, I suspect the police will uh, conclude as much as well. Um, I, I'm not sure what else we stand to gain here. To be perfectly there, honest with you, Nishman. No, absolutely. There is that beautiful obsidian knife in the. I don't know. Are you a collector of such oddities, Mr. Clark? It might be no, worth some money. Not particularly. My, my interests are entirely uh, bound mm. paper. Um, 
I think, think the knife so, is worth money. I come back into the room. <laughs> oh, you've decided to rejoin us then, Bron. Oh, we have to um, take care of things. Everybody don't needs. you already have I feel like you already have enough weapons. I mean we can knives, share the knives are stone. Uh, the problem with this kind of sacrificial knife is that they are evidences in this case. Yeah, we, we shouldn't touch anything else. Yes, you're probably right. Well, that is a shame, Mr. Gardner. He seemed like a nice man. As you I are, did know him. As you are standing there having this discussion, you um everybody do a listen roll. I rolled a ninety-nine. 91. Fail. Just barely passed. 94. No, no. No, that oh is okay. I'll, I'll spin the lock. I'll spin the lock. All of you got 96. <laughs> the 96 uh, the wait, I can't. No, that, that's a beat. No, no. Um, as you guys no, are it's... all standing there discussing this, Gertrude suddenly goes, shh. You all go silent. Gertrude, you you hear a noise. Uh, it's not unusual that you've heard rats in the walls or, uh, you know, things like that. But this is somehow different. It's like you think at first that it's coming maybe from under the floor, um, like a scraping noise. Um, you're not sure what it is. Um, now the rest of you can also do another listen roll. That's a very good success for me. Yeah, I failed. Okay. It's a hard success. Um, I would like to know where everyone is standing in the room. Uh, so I'm standing basically at the bookshelf. Uh, okay. Book in hand. Going, this guy's crazy. Um, Tony? I'm standing between the bed and the bookshelf. Between the bed and bookshelf. Okay. Yep. Uh, Kyle? At the table, the one on the closest to the door. Okay. And Braun, are you? Yeah, also. Still over. Uh, okay. ex uh, next to the tables. You're next to the table. And Gertrude? Uh, by the wardrobe. You're by the wardrobe. Um, all right. Gertrude, do a luck roll. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a big fail. Okay. Um, so, those of you who passed your listen roll, uh, you're looking around trying to identify the noise, and you, you realize that it sounds kind of like, um, like a rustling sort of noise. And... Uh, you can't quite localize it, but it's coming from somewhere in the center of the room. And as you, as your mind sort of clicks what the sound could be, you, you turn and you realize that the tarp on the floor is wrinkling up a little bit because James Gardner 
is moving. Um, and Gertrude, you're startled and you, you move forward. And when you do, you hit the back of the door and the door swings shut and closes. Um, you can all do sanity rolls. Seven. I think that's a pass. Seated. Simple. Yep, that's a pass. Okay. Somehow. If you if you pass one d four, if you fail one d eight, because Mister Gardner is rising up onto his hands and knees and beginning to stand up. So I've now lost, lost five within a calendar day. Okay. If you got if you got five or more, do an intelligence roll. Hard success. Uh, so it's not a fifth yet. No, I'm not at a fifth, but I am now halfway to a fifth. There's okay. a problem. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Gardner's body stands up and as it does the skin on his head begins to unpeel and sort of slump down and reveals just a bloody skull in its place and from the eye sockets comes this glowing red light uh the thing sort of stretches and moves around and suddenly turns and looks around the room and focuses straight on Leo holding that book in his hands. Um, My because, friend! <laughs> what do you guys do? We need to leave. I'm going to leave. Uh, the half hand, half throw the book at him and try and peace out. Okay. <clears throat> um, all right. You, uh, you're going to toss the book at him. Yeah, I'm I'm getting out of here. Okay. Uh as you uh, let me do a luck roll. It's my other dice. Oh no. You toss the book and it lands on the floor. Um probably closer to where Braun is standing. Uh uh the creature's eyes move to the book. It suddenly opens up its mouth, its jaws kind of unhinged from its body. And it it rears its head back and suddenly blasts this sound out. Um, it's deafening. It hurts your ears. It makes your body tremble all over. Um, you can do constitution rolls. If you fail, you fall to your knees from the sound. Oh, failed this. That's a hot success. Ninety eight. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you you drop to your knees as the thing uh, blasts you with a sonic blast. Um, those of you who pass, or, or those of you who passed, um, your ears are are ringing. But do us a, a listen. Roll. I felt okay. Hard, hard pass. Very bit hard. Uh, okay. Uh, Kyle, you think you can hear somebody outside running? It sounds like they're running up the stairs. Maybe a couple of people 
coming up the stairs rather quickly at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I try to shoot him. Okay, Ron, you're going to try to shoot him? Yeah. Go ahead and do a uh, firearm. Fire. Do I get a... He's very close by. Uh, do I get yeah, some Yeah, but you're also terrified. I'm, I'm just going to uh, say to the fair. others, somebody's coming. Um, no, that's a miss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you but fire the gun. Uh, the bullet misses and lodges the bullet lodges in the wall uh the bang of course once again uh hurts everybody you can all do sanity rolls again for the loud bang in this room i'm okay okay. i failed just take take two points of damage for okay being scared take one point of damage three away from not good times (laughs) okay succeed Um... can i put my foot on the bookcase and kick it over onto this thing um, because I'm between the, the bookcase and the bed. And I mean, yeah, be... definitely. You can knock over the bookcase. Uh, not it, it. It's not that tall of a bookcase, mm. um, so it would just land at the thing's feet. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to grab the knife and arm myself from the safe. Okay. Um, the creature seems uh, very focused on getting a hold of that book. Uh, Braun has fired at it. It had no reaction to the the gunfire. Uh, it wasn't distracted, um, but it's it's reaching for the book. Does anybody else want to do anything? I'm trying to scramble for the door. <laughs> okay. The thing is, is that as you're scrambling for the door, you're all scrambling. You're, it's, uh, so you're all scrambling for it, and it's already closed. So you're having a trouble trying to get it open. Um, the thing is going to swing its skeleton-like hands. Um, it's it's swinging, but it's it's not hitting anybody. Uh, okay. You guys are in, in terror, um, but it's it's reaching down to get get a hold of the book. I'm going to stab it in the back. Yeah, and I'm going to kick the book away and okay. then uh, fight it. Okay. So Braun. Uh, you do a luck roll, and Tony, you do a, 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 a brawl. A brawl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, Seventy. I failed. I think okay. I'm, I'm going to try to pull Gertrude outside of this fight, basically. Okay. At Which, least that. Another fighter here. Because the thing is kind of in the middle of the room. In order to do that, you have to pull her into a corner, which is away from the door. Uh, maybe do towards the. Do what I can. Then do what I can. What um, can I say? Fire escapes. Um, actually, there are no fire escapes in this room, okay. but there is Fair the enough. big window. Yeah, I just I didn't is, like if there were outside of the windows on the side of the building, which is literally escapes. right behind where this thing is. Yeah, true. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm just I'm scrambling with Kyle then. If he's like reaching toward me, we're yeah, kind of cowering. <laughs> um yeah, Tony, the classic you, power of gold. You, you go to God. stab the thing. And um although you you say you didn't succeed, yeah. I um I, I don't see really how you could miss, but whether it does any actual damage to the thing or not, you you sort of plunge the dagger into its shoulder. And uh, it just swings back around, and you just barely manage to get away from it as it swings. Uh, 
but it's grabbed the book. And um, at this point, you hear banging on the door behind you. And there's a couple of bangs, and then there is uh, uh, obviously a foot or something kicking open the door. The door comes swinging. Uh, Braun, do a dodge roll as the door flies open. You might get hit by the door as it comes back. I get hit by the door. Okay, you get hit by the door. There are two cops that are there um, that have come up. Um, and as the cops swing open the door, uh, the creatures grabbed the book. And once again, its jaw opens and it makes this blasting noise, which the cops sort of fall back from getting hit by the blast. Uh, you can all do constitution rolls this time to see if you go deaf from the sound. Extreme success. Okay. Do we go deaf if we passed last time? It can uh, be spend luck. No, it just so got we failed here. Yeah. Okay, I failed then. All can right. we spend so, luck? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, I'm going to spend luck. Okay. Uh, so either you, if you failed, then you 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 can't hear anything at this point. Uh, otherwise, you've just got a strong ringing in your ears from this thing. I always had this ring in my ear. Nothing new. Uh, this time, when it screamed, uh, the window behind the creature shattered from the noise. Uh, the policemen uh, start to recover, and they've got their guns out. Uh, they see the thing, and uh, they are going to try to fire on it. Uh, however, uh, the creature clutching the book leaps up and uh, lands on the windowsill. Uh, going outside, uh, does anybody want to do anything other than uh, crawl the hell out? Of there? Yeah, crawl the hell out of there is my uh, my choice. I, I drop the gun in into the bloody mess on the ground, and then I uh. get out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much trying to get people to safety here more than anything. I uh... um. The police fire their guns repeatedly at the thing. Uh, you're not sure whether the bullets hit the thing or not, but the creature uh, lets out a strange, uh, evil-sounding laugh. Uh, can I throw it my knife? You can, sure. All right. I'm going to just throw the obsidian knife, and I'm going to spend luck to make that an extreme. Okay. Um, uh, your knife plunges right into it and sticks there. Uh, the creature doesn't seem to have any, <laughs> any notice of this. It, it lets out this strange, evil sort of cackle, its eyes glowing, uh, and it leaps from the balcony or the, the windowsill, uh, down to the street and, uh, runs off into the, uh, into the city uh, with maybe people down below screaming when they see this thing, but it gets away. Um, the landlady, of course, has come once the gun started firing. Uh, Tommy is there. He's traumatized. And the rest of you are left in abject horror. Uh, the cops are shaken uh, and Nobody knows exactly how to explain what the hell 
just happened. And that's pretty much the end of the story. We ended early because you guys kind of <laughs> went through it pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> all right. So explanation. Mm. James Gardner was a dreamer and he had, he had been going back and forth between the dreamlands and uh, for some reason, his ability stopped working. So he was trying desperately to find a way back into the dreamlands. Uh, he had uh, ultimately stumbled upon this, uh, the monk's book and uh, started studying it and came up with, uh, the spell and started scarifying his entire his whole body was scarified um eventually he got back in but unfortunately at that point he had gotten the attention of um an entity uh, a rather evil entity that promised him you know dream happiness uh but what in fact it was doing was it was getting him to prepare his own body for invasion uh, the creature wanted out of the dreamlands and back into our world. And so the final step was the cutting his own throat. He imagined that somehow his soul would be transferred to the dreamlands permanently, but it just made his body ready so that this thing could invade. And it took time for the thing to invade, but ultimately that's what it was after. And that's what it succeeded in doing. Um, it wanted the book because there was stuff in there that it could continue to use, probably from way back in the ninth century. Um, and other than that, I mean, that's pretty much the, the gist of it. There were a lot of ways that you could have killed it um, if you'd have kept the book away from it, if you'd have shoved it out the window and it had fallen without having the book, you know, it would have, the police could have gotten there earlier and managed to enough bullets would have mm. torn it up but what anyway. was what was in the jars that braun found in his nightstand <laughs> uh laudanum and cocaine ah got it. um body time <laughs> now each, each of you had sort of hidden agendas uh aren't you gertrude oh uh, i i was just is finding out as much gossip as I could and finding out what um, James Gardner had been doing. Cause I heard all the weird chanting at night. Right. And I one thing tried. you never did was you never went across the hall and asked Miss Madeira, oh, yeah. which she also oh, heard she, the same thing. Yeah. She heard the weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tony kind of uncovered what you were up to, but yeah, you, there's a little <laughs> more to it though than, than that. So I basically was skirting money off of the uh, from the mob, and this guy, Double Barrel Angelo, was coming around to collect and look at my books. So that's why I needed to have the uh, the books fixed. However, the thing that we didn't touch upon is I actually got Gardner the Obsidian Knives in exchange for the accounting books. Doing the accounting books. Uh... Braun was taking advantage of any way to make money. Um, uh, I think, though, we got pretty much everything, though. You, uh, you found the gun in the sock in the shoe. Uh, I was a little afraid. I had to kind of 
circumnavigate you because I thought you were going to take the journal back to your room and just leave it there. No, I just case. wanted to take the money. I didn't. Uh, uh, I never took the journal. I think. I think I left it with Kyle. That's what uh, I wrote you. No problem. Okay, I misunderstood then. Yeah, on my um, part, I only wanted to to know more about him. <laughs> I think I was the most normal character out there. I just want money. I'm in America. Yeah, like uh, money's <laughs> tight. It's the depression. Like that uh, book that uh, I no working is for idiots. I take the be, money. <laughs> yeah, like that that book that I lived in was worth like six months worth of rent. So, um, getting it back and getting it safe was priority number one. The rest of it was just sort of capitalizing on an opportunity that presented itself. Shall we say six times worth the rent? You say. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but only to my specific uh, context. The, the, the amount of effort that you would have to put into to sell that thing would be not worth your time. Lee market, thing, $5. The thing is, is that Ron's <laughs> character has actually a rather high appraise rule. So ah. he could basically spend the whole game going, oh, how much is that carpet worth? Oh, how much is that? You know, how much can I? I can always get rid of these people and come back later and steal that carpet, you yeah. know? Um, or sell it to Miss Smith. Kyle also, the Kyle character also has a really interesting thing. He, uh, it's up to the player, but he may or may not be in love with James Garden. Oh, um, interesting. So we've, I've had the player freak out when he sees James mm. dead, you know, and, uh, it all makes for a very interesting game. Yeah, at the end, I kind of playing the guy like the, the cross in front of the thing, like, what the fuck just happens? I don't know. I'm making much time mm -hmm. to realize things. And I hesitated, basically. Every play of this beforehand has killed the creature. You're the only ones that let it off, let it loose on unique, the world. Unique, unique, unique. <laughs> we just care about we got the end living. Of it just, like, yeah, like we, we, yeah, we, pretty much. I'm an old lady. Yeah, I'm not do anything. <laughs> and on top of it, I'm not really Don't. someone who would hurt it, hurt him, even if he. In that situation, I wouldn't. I don't get paid to. And also, I, I, I gave him my know, best stab. I don't know if you <laughs> forgot about it, but. Nobody touched the statue on the shelf. Mm. Mm. It's just you, a silly statue. If you had touched it, in that moment that you touched it, you would have been transported to the bottom of the ocean oh. uh, in huh. front of the, the, the sunken city of Rodier. Uh, huh. And of course, if you dropped it, you'd be instantly back, but you'd be wet and you'd be freaking out and gasping for air. That's very cool. That's wow. hardcore. That's very hardcore. Yeah. Well, assuming that the person doesn't keep holding it. Hmm. And now nobody else notices that the person's disappeared. They don't really disappear. They're just spiritually there. Anyway, uh, our players included Alex Sun, Holly Buto, Simon Benfiet, um, Riley Kruger, and Jans Schlegel, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord, a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the fine arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. 
we currently are producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Um, if you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.